Ray, yes, I have had a great week in sports. Maybe the greatest week in sports since last week, and I'm now ready to read my shaming statement. So the the bet that you lost, you're ready to read the uh, the prepared statement mm-hmm. that I denied you shaming. last week because you were in too good shaming. a mood. Yeah, I will be denying you again. Why the Royals freaking just swept the Angels just like I said they would Wait, to make the, the Angels? I thought they were the best team in baseball with the best player in baseball, Mike Trout. They had the who most really, wins. really just yeah, Mike Trout man. He really showed up in the post. Oh, well, it must have been a really close series though. Oh yeah, well, uh, no, it was a sweep. What blue brooms were brought? Well, but out I'm of sure the that the Royals didn't hit the same amount of home runs because they can't hit home runs at the same pace I as the Angels. I think that the Royals in this series hit as many home runs as they did during the entire regular season combined. <laughs> I believe that that did <laughs> to in be fact. Fair, that's almost true. Yes, it was close. Ray, it's pretty crazy. I refuse to give you a prepared statement until you, or at least, are having a bad week, or at least right, not fine. the best sports you week of your entire life again. That's fine, even that won't put me in a bad mood, Ray, because I'm having a good week. You're having a great week. I'm having a great week. You know who's not having a great week? Brad Ausmus. Me. Yeah. <laughs> How about Sunday being the absolute worst day in the maybe the history of uh, Detroit sports? Well, I got to tell you, Ray, uh, nobody's more disappointed other than you than me because I picked them. I went out on a limb and I said, look, this team is ready. I went along with you. This is a special season for the Tigers. It will be, and they will win the World Series. And even when they got down 2-0, I said, look, no. Ray, 11 in a row. 11 in a row. In theory, you did say that, yes. Yes. And so, you know, egg on my face, I guess. Goodness gracious. Well, Tigers gonna, eggs on my face. We're going to talk all about the we're going to talk all about the, the day that was as far as Detroit sports go because the Tigers get knocked out of the playoffs after the Lions lose at home to the Buffalo Bills. What? I thought but the uh, Jim what? Schwartz comes to town. Well, I'll tell you what. Matt Stafford, if he got Alex Henry into field goal range, you guys would have won. Alex Henry goes 0 for 3 in very makeable field goals including one that would have won the game. Setting up the losing 58-yard field goal by Carpenter. It was maybe the hardest day. I'm, I'm going around work, and I'm just like, you know, uh, I blame? You know just Matt in a Stafford. terrible mood. Yes, I blame you Matt would Stafford. be like 50% of dumb Lions fans who, at the end of the game, despite the fact that the top four running backs are injured, Calvin was out, they all blame Matt Stafford, kicker misses three field goals. And they all blame Matt Stafford. Well, I would say when you're trying to kick the football and there's a bite out of it because your quarterback thinks it's like a big chocolate egg. That's, you know, laces out. Not Alexander's fault. Hey, everybody. You are back. This is a very special episode, Brent. This is a rounded number episode. This is episode 65 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, we got a lot of sports we're going to talk about. We have a special guest coming in studio in a little bit. Uh-oh. Jordan Monsell. Artist extraordinaire. Artist extraordinaire. Did the Raisin Brent logo. And a pretty chill dude. Yeah. Yeah, I got to talk to him a little bit before we recorded, um, and uh, he seems like a very nice guy. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more pop culture and a lot more like uh, art stuff than I we normally would. I don't think he's would. a nice guy. I think he's dangerous. Dangerous. Danger. Um, dangerous. I think he's dangerous. Uh, 
Um, but he's going to be here in studio. We're going to talk a little bit of sports, but a lot of, you know, like movies and TV shows and comics and a whole bunch of good stuff. So, uh, but first off, we do want to definitely have a lot of sports to talk about. So let's go ahead and, uh, you ready to get on that? Let's do it. Then let's do it after three seconds of... New Kids on the Block. And we're back. Ray, I know that we don't have, you know, let's do a nice short segment. So we're going to talk about what's important, probably for about eight minutes of it. Let's talk about... The Detroit Lions losing to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my God. I hate you so much right now. Look, the NFL. Is Alex Henry your favorite character? Is he your favorite player in the NFL right now? Well, no, because he's no longer a player in the NFL, sir. He was cut immediately after that debacle. That absolutely embarrassing game should have been won eight times over. The Lions are the clear better team than Buffalo. That Jim Schwartz magic. That D-bag had himself hoisted off the field by his players. They didn't do that. He told them to do it. You know what I call it when your when your kicker misses three field goals? I call that good defense. Jim Schwartz, the hero of the day. Gracious. Jim Schwartz down the field. Gridiron heroes. Really? Rah, rah, rah. I don't know the rest of the song. You don't seem to know any of the song. <laughs> no. I don't. Oh, my goodness. Yes. That was Sunday was just the worst day ever. I mean, it was great for you. Your Royals have moved on. They're going to be playing in the ALCS. Like, literally, I mean, and as I sit here and saying the words out loud, it feels weird. Either the Kansas City Royals or the Baltimore Orioles will be playing in the World Series this year. Yeah. Two weeks ago, had I said that, I would have laughed afterwards. Yeah. But probably the two more talented teams, the Tigers and the Angels, both just got their butts handed to them. They had their butts. I would say, you know, uh, in both of those instances, this is what I would say, Ray, and I would say the same thing about the Dodgers, who also, as we're speaking, just got eliminated. Just got eliminated by the St. Louis Uh, Cardinals. The thing that I... Best fans in baseball, I hear. (laughs) The thing that I would say about Kansas City and Baltimore is they both are are teams. You know what I mean? They don't have as many, like, really huge, big salary guys. And the thing I admire about the Baltimore Orioles is they lost maybe one of the top two uh, defensive and offensive catchers in the world, Matt Wieters, early in the season. Early. Manny Machado, they lost in the middle – Towards the later part of the season. Also, Machado, my favorite dish served at Mexican mm, restaurants. Delicious. But Machado, man, that guy's got I, – I don't think there's any argument. He has the best arm at third base in good. baseball. And they don't uh, have Chris Davis. And they don't have Chris Davis. And they won't have Chris Davis for the first – Being a cheater. You're welcome for getting swept by them, by the way. That's less games you have to worry about Chris Davis. That's right. I'm Five not, games. You know what? He wasn't playing that well anyway. But still, the the, the what I, my point was – He's the second best hitter on that team, though, behind Adam Jones. They're all-stars on that team, and they just – they just keep winning. They do. I mean, I can't fight. I mean, to be fair, they won. The Tigers lost that series. I do not think that the Baltimore Orioles won that series. I think to be more accurate, the Tigers' bullpen. Well, let's just call what it is. Jabba Chamberlain and and your favorite player, Joaquin Soria. Joaquin Soria, former Royal. Yeah, great. Which he's about to be a former Tiger. Mm. So, I mean, Dave Dombrowski did everything in his power, knowing the bullpen was our Achilles' heel. Did everything in his power to put a bullpen together together and. Absolutely none of it worked out. None of it worked out. And Joe Nathan had a rough year. Joaquin Soria was terrible. He got Jim Johnson, who didn't even get up to the majors, I don't believe. Uh, uh, 
Jabba Chamberlain was a joke. Phil Coke and Al- Albuquerque were the holdovers from last year, and they weren't particularly good. And there's one thing said about playoff baseball is all of your flaws will get exposed. And that is one thing that I think has stopped the Tigers from winning the World Series. They've gotten there a couple of times, but then all of a sudden that pitcher's defense or that lack of bullpen – um, or the fact that their hitters were just like big-time power hitters who could potentially slump, which was their problem last year, combined with bad bullpen. And all of a sudden, all of their sins were not forgiven, especially against the Baltimore Orioles. They did everything in their power to just lose that series. And when it, when it was said and done, the Baltimore Orioles were flat out, as you said, they were the better team. Yeah. And it kills me to say it, I'd rather say we got screwed we did not get screwed. The Baltimore Orioles played far better baseball than Detroit, and you just have to own it. Yeah. And you know what, I, Ray? I sense that you're sad. Very depressed right now. So I'd like I wasn't you, sad until we started recording. I'd like you to take solace in this. Okay? Yes. The Detroit Tigers may be eliminated, but they live on in their former players, such as Jahani Peralta, Jeez who plays oh for Pete. the St. Louis. How about that, right? Such as Doug Fister, who, unlike David Price, got a win yesterday in the playoffs. And most importantly, your second baseman for the Kansas City Royals, Lil Omar. Lil Omar Infante. Yeah. How about that? Every single team has got former Tigers from last year <laughs> on it. But that makes me feel great. We yeah. go out and sign David Price. You know, there's a rumor Max Scherzer might be leaving. I mean, who knows what's up with Verlander? Like, all of a sudden, he just is not the same pitcher he was in years previous. Miggy's one year old. I'm just saying, like, is this going to rough. be a vastly different Detroit Tigers team next year? Vastly different, I say no, but I think cosmetically there's going to be a lot of changes. You know Dave mm-hmm. Dombrowski up there is not afraid to make a, de- make a move, right. to make a deal. So I would not be surprised. I mean, last year trading away Prince Fielder for Ian Kinsler, completely correct decision. I, I do believe that uh, Scherzer does walk because uh, we do have David Price now for one more season and we go Price and Verlander. But who knows? I mean, maybe they just throw a bunch of money at some big-name free agent. They get another bat in there. They I, get think, something. I think Max Scherzer walks from Detroit. Goes back to Missouri to give his home team, Kansas City Royals, the home team discount. You're not even going to pay James Shields. You're not paying Max because Scherzer. Because we're getting Max Scherzer. You're not getting The guy with two different colored eyes, and it's really creepy. I could absolutely see Scherzer going to a team like the uh, the Dodgers or even the Cardinals. I think that's almost assuredly what's going to happen, yes, right? Somebody's going to throw $20 uh, million dollars at Mr. him. Mr. Scherzer, the New York Yankees are on line one. I mean, but they're not really doing that anymore. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I'm excited about it. So, Brent, you have never in your adult life been in this position where the Royals are actually playing with the potential for the World <laughs> Series. And that's no joke. I mean, it's not like, a joke at all. In what, middle school yeah. last time they were good? So what is it like to be you? I mean, I'm used to it right now. I expect my teams to do well. Mm-hmm. You would be like if the Lions made it to the NFC Championship right. game. You don't know what to do with yourself, I assume. Yeah. What's what's I, it like? It's it's weird. I'm I'm really giddy and I'm just kinda like that's just my life right now until the Royals, you know, get knocked out. Hopefully they don't. And how about uh, that? And then on top of it all, like you got the Royals there, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Chiefs beat the Patriots. Beat the Patriots on yeah. primetime television, Monday yeah. Night Football. What's it like to walk with angels right now? Right? Like the whole then, package. You know, what's the, that like? The Chiefs, you know, lost a tough game at San Fran, but you could argue. I mean, they they had they had the ball at the end of the game. They didn't make the last drive, but they they led with like ten minutes left in the game. You know, and they 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 controlled a good deal of that game. Uh, but I still feel okay about the Chiefs too. You know, they're they're you should they 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 played their two theoretically their two hardest games. At Denver and at San Francisco, and then you know, they and they won both of those, right? And we no, we lost both. Oh, of them. they lost both. But of them. we okay. still have the Raiders twice. I mean, <laughs> that's two wins. That's easy two wins yeah. right there. The Raiders, you know, coachless, right? 
Already thrown under the bus. Uh, Sperano's the coach there now, no? That's it. And I think he's going to bully those players. Oh, to... no. What? Um, it's a quick story, Ray. Uh, uh, sure. So I went to game one down in Anaheim. Yes. And I'll say this. I was treated very... Very nicely by the Anaheim fans. Okay, that's good. Uh, sometimes there are in, some places you in don't Southern like to California, go to. You're not treated so nicely. That's usually with not the... everyone, but there are knuckleheads. Let's just face it: uh, there are city limits involved here. Sure. If you're in Los Angeles County and not Orange County, I think it's maybe a different story. So I go to this game, and then uh, you know I'm watching, and the Royals win in 11 innings, and they also win in 11 innings in Game Two, and both you know home run, game winning home runs, which is crazy for the Royals. Uh, anyway, I go to game three, and I'm going to one of my favorite sports bars in the Valley, Studio City, the Rec Room. The Rec Room, previously known as the Draft. The Draft, yeah. Yep. So I'm watching game three, the one where the Royals would eventually sweep the Anaheim Angels. Pretty and, good game, yeah. And I'm wearing my Eric Hosmer jersey. First time I ever wore it. I just got it like a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's pretty nice. crazy. Okay, okay. Um, and uh, there's a young lady there, and in the middle of the game – we kind of see each other, and she says, hey, and we both kind of recognize the other, and she says, hey, were you at game one in Anaheim? And I was like, oh, I wow. was. Okay. I was. And she said, oh, my gosh. She goes, I knew I recognized you from somewhere. You photobombed my victory pick with me and my friends after not. the game. I oh, my goodness. S- no. I'm going to show you right now, right? Okay. All right. Look at this. This is her Facebook. Okay. That and picture? that's you just dart on the right side that's making right. a face to the camera. Huh? That's her and all of her friends, Gracious. and there's me. Oh, you got to put that on the Facebook page. Okay, I will. Got to do it. Yeah, for those at home. So but they how can see crazy it. is that? That I photobomb somebody's picture, and that same person not only was at the bar where I was watching that next game, but they also recognized they me recognized from that from... photo. Now here's the deal: What are the odds of you photobombing someone's picture? One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Let's sure. just if you are taking a picture around Brent, there's probably a chance he's going to be making a mm-hmm. face in the background. Yep. You might want to check your family photos if he ever came to Los Angeles. Oh yeah. Chances are good Brent's back Absolutely. there somewhere. If you go to the City Walk in Universal City, I'm probably on your. He's probably there, yeah. and not just because you know he was trying to uh, crawl up and, and grab the hot topic tiki torch. Uh, now I was trying to climb up onto the giant mighty Joe Young. King well, Kong, gotta love that. Whatever that is, Mighty with the Joe, red eyes, Mighty Joe Young. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, so, but you ran into the chick, and then uh, she totally recognized you from it. Yeah, that's hilarious. We'll and, definitely and put that up on the Facebook. Turns out, and turns out, she's friends with you know some of our friends, Randall and Brandon. She's friends with those guys. There you go. That's crazy. Well, right? to small be fair, world. it's a small world, especially here in Los Angeles. Yep. Um, but anyway, you ready to talk to Jordan Monsell? Let's do it. Absolutely, we're going to talk to Jordan Monsell, uh, artist extraordinaire and Raisin Brent logo creator. That's exciting. It's very exciting. After three seconds of Jordan Sparks. All right. Well, we are joined here at the Flickering Light Studios. Um, well, they're not flickering right now, but uh, they, they used to. Name still applies, I though, right? I put new lights on. I put new lights you in. So, you did. You know, so wait we, like three, four years. They'll start a, flickering again. Do we need a new name for the studio, then? Or when the ghosts reappear. Well, we have plenty of ghost talk coming up in just a little yeah. bit. It's but, October, uh, after all. Well, Jordan, say hi. It's good to be here. Hi. This is Jordan Monsell. You might know him from the logo of the show. Gracious me. Well, he did. the. He's not on the logo, but well, he did the logo. It, um, uh, well, yes. I mean, they call Jerry West the logo. But that's um, Jerry West. Because he is the logo. Yeah. We are the logo. But Jordan Monsell made the logo, that's and right. that's what's important. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> uh, so, 
I have, you know, we we talk a lot about Steampunk uh, Cafe because mm-hmm. I go there and write a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your jam. And that's where, yeah, that's where I first saw Jordan's art. You have a lot of, like, steampunk stuff and, like, silhouette things. And so... Uh, where everybody knows your name. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Just that kind of place. It's also where you can uh, use your tip money to bet, like, which captain was better, Kirk or Picard. That's For example. True. Yeah, and, you know, Jordan has, like, one of my friends uh, that I'm, t- I'm tutoring at Steampunk is, is going to... I, I, I'm going to help her purchase... One of your like complete sets of all the Doctor Who's and their companions. Oh, oh nice silhouettes. Nice. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, but I but I I was t- I was talking to you earlier. I was like I really love that new piece you have there. The uh, it's the tip jars. <laughs> no, not the tip jars. That's cool. Uh, the Galileo that's looking at the death the com- partial partially completed Death Star. Uh, oh, that's that's, that's a great you. idea. I don't know. I just, well, t- for the people at home that maybe you know have only seen the logo, I mean, tell us a little bit about your art, your process, that whole deal. Uh, well, the art of silhouettes. Um, goes back hundreds of years uh, to at least the 1700s. Uh, I fell into it um, about three years ago. Uh, my mom actually taught me the craft of it, and she's been doing it, doing silhouettes for over 30 years. Oh, my goodness. Um, probably around the time when we first went to Disney World and I was about five years old, and you know, she had my brother and I uh, have our silhouettes there, and then we got back home, and she said, you know, I'm going to try to do this. She taught herself. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and she's incredible at it, and she literally flies all across the country and Canada and does events and weddings. and Holy crap. Yeah, So, and I never, I never really showed much interest in it, uh, but on a, a visit out here to Los Angeles, she lives on the East Coast, um, about three years ago, she said, are you interested in learning how to do this? She said, I think, she said, uh, you could probably get a lot of ev- events like I do. Just well, pass along the craft to the next generation. And just pass it along. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because she wasn't doing, uh, she, I mean, no one would really fly her all the way from Maine to Los Angeles to do an event. So she probably figured that I wasn't going to be much competition in that front. Sort so, of the, the West Coast office, if you The will. West Coast office, correct. Works. Correct. And there's probably more silhouette artists uh, here in the L.A. area than there are in other parts of the, of the country. Yeah. Like, I think she's probably one of maybe maybe two people in all of Maine that does it. Maybe, maybe one of five people in all of New England. Who cut silhouettes? Hey, so it's, it's kind of a dying art form. Find your market and corner it. That's what I'm right, saying. Right, exactly. Sure. So talk to me about the process of doing the the art, the silhouette art. Okay. Um, so some people will actually use an X-Acto knife, but I, I'm pretty traditional and use a pair of scissors. I thought you were going to say your teeth for sure. If I'm very hungry, perhaps. <laughs> I, my teeth are filed down for it. Um, yeah. Um, so a lot of artists use surgical scissors. So they're very sharp and very fine blades, uh, um, surgical scissors or cuticle scissors, and uh, use silhouette paper, which is white on one side and black on the other. It's very fine paper. You can't really use you know, thick cardstock. Uh, and I cut it out, paste it up on a piece of um, white paper, and, and that's it. That's you make thing. it seem so simple, but... Yeah, it's, it's so uh, much more than that. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it, it, I'm, so I'm learning every day. You know, I, I'm certainly, my, my mom is so much faster that, I mean, the, sure. the artists at Disneyland are incredibly fast at doing it. Well, we'll, we'll post some pictures on our Facebook page again of some of your stuff, but, Definitely. but at my house personally, I, I remember like the first time we met, I asked you, could you make me a fantastic four, a steampunk fantastic four? Was that you? That was me. That's right. Yeah. That's it's hanging up in my living room. It's not a huge seller, but it's okay. But I love it. But you love it. That, yeah, that's 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 all and that matters. I, I to love because it it's you, you made like a it's like a uh, the thing uh-huh. with a bowler hat, a like bowler a, hat, right? With a bowler hat, right? Uh, uh, and a pipe. 
Yeah, and a pipe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and like mm-hmm. a like a Magritte pipe, almost a Magritte uh, pipe. Yeah, c'est le pep. Yeah, that's someone right. actually asked me for Doctor Doom the other day at Long Beach Th- Comic Con. That's pretty great. I, that that would well, be he already kind of looks steampunk. Yeah, he does. He's kind of yeah. got the rivets in his mask. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got a Sue Storm that's like uh, she's kind of like a little flapper, right? She's got a little uh, uh, mm-hmm. flower in her hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Human Torch Human is, Torch like is, a, like the is like a old school exactly. fireman. <laughs> yep. uh, it's yep. sweet. Yeah, and then, Which uh, I guess if you think about it, he's not doing a very good job putting out the fire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's becoming fire. He's creating his own work. He's That's creating his own exactly. work. That's it. Right. And then Mr. Fantastic's got some sweet uh, sideburns. The thing that always bothered me about the Human Torch uh, or Johnny Storm, can, could he not save someone who was falling out of building? Would, would they catch on fire? Or can he control was the he fire so f- that yeah, that's a good question. He could fly, he... but only in his in his fire form, right? Right, but he, if, right. So in his fire form, hmm. and if he touched someone, wouldn't they be severely burned? <laughs> he might have had control. That's a great question. Right. I don't, I'm trying to think right now. Or he'd have to turn back into. But then he would be falling too, and thus right. ending the problem right there. Right. So basically, you have to leave it up for the rubber guy. Yeah, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe he, could, maybe Rubber Guy could it could insulate him. Mm-hmm. Rubber Guy, it's Mister Fantastic. Mister, Fa- I used to be Mister Fantastic. <laughs> My hair is going gray. I'm all stressed out. <laughs> Gracious me! But uh, we were talking before about the the steampunk yeah. uh, location where all of your art is in steampunk oh, on yeah. Burbank I was Boulevard. Ask you so. What, what's the deal with that one doctor? Uh, it's Darth Vader. Uh huh. But. It's kind of not there. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know what it's, it is. Uh, it's Gentleman Vader or uh, Dapper Darth Vader. Um, okay, they, so those both work incredibly well. I think well. they both yeah. work. Yeah, <laughs> there's no better one. They're interchangeable. <laughs> no, yeah. So before I I did any Star Wars, uh, before the Galileo Darth um, Death Star one, I um, you know, I just thought it would be kind of different to have kind of a steampunky Victorian Darth Vader. I'd love to cool. do Admiral Akbar as like an actual admiral with, you know, lapels uh, on. Oh my goodness. Give him the hat. <laughs> Give him the hat. Just like, Jordan's just trying to take every ounce of money out of my pocket. Uh, he just gives me ideas. I'm like, oh, I'll buy that. Yes. Uh, yes, I'll buy that. Yes. <laughs> Let's just yeah. siphon that straight from your wallet, sir. That's a, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my evil plan. Gracious. But Can you we... made one of every, was it every doctor and companion? Yeah, well, not every companion because oh, there okay. there were a lot of companions Fair for enough. for every doctor, but there's twelve, do- well, thirteen if you count the word doctor. And yes, I I have them all. Wait, have hold on. All. Before we go on to Doctor yes. Who, okay, mm-hmm. could you make me an Admiral Akbar with his foot stuck in a bear trap? What's the reference of that? It's a trap. That's what oh, he says. Of course, tra- I see, would buy I, that. See, I insert- that I would buy. See, I, <laughs> see, in my mind, I went to Admiral Akbar holding a ghost trap. Yeah. Oh, oh that's pretty cool. But the bear trap is cool too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So you have a yeah. You have a lot of Doctor Who stuff hanging up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was I was kind of a um, a late bloomer to to Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, started watching uh, well the new the new season. So uh, right. uh, Christopher Eccleston. Um, Although I find that if you go back and try to watch like season two or three, like the, uh, it's difficult. To yeah, it's I, I find it difficult it's to watch any Doctor Who. Personally, oh, I could. Oh I've no. tried to get well, into it a few it's times. Like some of the old sitcoms yeah. you go back to watch, you were like, "That was amazing," and then you're like, uh, "No, Perfect Strangers was not great." Try watching Cheers again. Yeah, well, well perhaps if the, the next Doctor is Ginger, then maybe 
you'd have something in There's common. There's a chance. With him. Um, yes. my, I think my biggest problem with it is I, I tried to watch an episode from like 2005, uh-huh. which is that I consider that the modern era, right? And it and the uh, the special effects and the camera work and just everything shot for shot was inferior to 1989 <laughs> first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Uh-huh. And I maybe not even first season, but like back in the 80s, I'm like. The stuff they were green screening back then was so much more believable than what I'm seeing in this Doctor Who from the future. Right, but I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Star Trek The Next Generation was the first show on television to have a budget of a million dollars an episode. That is correct. And I think in 2005, the BBC wasn't shelling out that kind of money. I could be wrong, but um, I mean, the special effects have improved since 05. Okay, Yeah. fair enough. I, I, have not, I have not tried to go down that rabbit hole again. It's uh, it's it, it feels overwhelming at this point. <laughs> it is it is a bit. It well, and I bit. heard Amy, uh, the owner of Steampunk, she she always calls your Doctor Who's Doctor Knows. Yeah, which I think That's is adorable because I am also a huge James Bond fan. Could you? Uh, so I almost uh, yeah. don't want to correct her. Yeah. <laughs> Could yeah. you do the Doctor Who's all as Doctor No? <laughs> all as Doctor No. <laughs> so, Just so you could replace one with the other. So they they all have like this this incredibly strong hand. Yes, <laughs> and they're wearing a, a very old suit with a yeah. I think it's I a, I think could it's a you win do right there. could you do a, a, a silhouette of odd job doing some kind of odd job that's like like he's, got he's a driving wrench. a moving van. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's flipping burgers. I haven't done a silhouette. I recently did a painting of odd job. Yeah, I did oh, really. A, I did a painting of odd job and Goldfinger as like little kids, but doing bad things. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're both they're That's both playing goodness. with like Barbie dolls, and Goldfinger is dipping his in gold paint, oh and goodness. Ajab is ripping the head off uh, of his. Doll. I have to see that. All right, yeah. you got to make a that. lot of sense right there. Yes. What's your favorite James Bond movie? Oh, jeez, I have a bunch. I love uh, Live and Let Die. Ah, I love for, that one too. For what it is, it's you know that, that has to me has the. Hottest Bond girl. Young Dr. Quinn, Jane medicine woman. Seymour. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour is... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, can we say Motorboat. Was, was can she, I say that on the yes, air? Absolutely. Can, can we say that she was probably the dumbest Bond girl also? Like, oh, I don't know. Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist was up there. I but guess. She was, but she was still a physicist. She was still a physicist. In because, theory. You know, what's her name? Reads tarot cards. And he rigs the deck. Yeah, he rigs the deck. Oh, so and she does lovers. And she doesn't bother. Yeah, I think like, by that point she was just... The will be lovers. Yeah. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> I know. That was like the equivalent of a roofie back then. Right? <laughs> he rigged the deck. He just did that all over New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> Can I read your cards? Oh, we will be lovers. Right. <laughs> oh, my gracious. Oh, man. See, uh, I always go back to my favorite Bond film was A View to a Kill, uh-huh. still from the Roger Moore era. Right. Because uh, you meet Christopher Walken. It's Christopher Walken as a Nazi <laughs> who like runs like a mining operation. He's a, He was a Nazi experiment. I think. Yeah. Right? Well, like the opening scene, they're like on a Zeppelin because James Bond. And, yeah. and he's having the meeting of all the evil guys. And, the, and he just says, uh, hey, anybody who wants out, just tell me right now and you're out. And the guy's like, I want out. And he just like pulls the ripcord. And, and the chair just like <laughs> drops him right out the Zeppelin. He says, you're dead. Does anyone else have anything bad to wow. say about my plan? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, no, we're good. Yeah. 
and who, and who, who, who could forget? Like his his right hand man was a woman. It was Grace Jones. Grace Jones, yeah, Grace yeah. Jones, looking was, good. Yeah, yeah, she was smoking. She was a, she was great in that movie. Yeah. Uh, I I love in the you know a lot of I think a lot of James Bond stuff is like based on when you saw it in your life, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I was very young, and I think one of the first movies I remember seeing at a drive-in movie theater was The Spy Who Loved Me, which was the first movie with. Jaws, yep. You know Richard Keel, so, R.I.P. R.I.P. Richard Keel, yes. uh, yeah, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Richard Keel. Uh, and I just, I just did a, sil- I sil- did a silhouette of Richard Keel recently as Jaws, really. And I as used the shark, I as the shark, <laughs> like Richard Keel coming up out of the water. The can shark make, is not working. The can, shark is not working. Can you make a Richard Keel where he's standing next to Richard Dreyfus and he says, <laughs> "We're going to need a bigger <laughs> <need> a boat." <laughs> Okay, now you're Richard talking. Richard Keel was pretty money. big. He was <laughs> freakishly tall. Yeah. Huge hands. But no, I used a scrap of aluminum foil for uh, uh, his smile. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, that's like smart. That. Am I wrong, or did I read somewhere that you were related to somebody that created, like, like famous logos yeah. in history? Yeah, that, that would be my mother's grandfather. So my great-grandfather uh, designed um, the Camel Cigarettes logo. Goodness. Uh, the one that some people say is that hey, is something he, w- he was really good at getting uh, children hooked on uh, <laughs> exactly. On well, well, he didn't do Joe Camel. That, that's oh, okay. even worse. That's different. Yeah, that's different Ray. <laughs> but of course, back then, how embarrassing for you, Ray? But not the Wiener Camel. That's I feel, a different. I feel like everyone smoked back then. I feel like eight-year-old like paper boys probably back yeah, then were smoking. You were required to <laughs> exactly. It was a requirement. <laughs> It um, made you stronger back then. Right, That's what they exactly. said. Put hair on your Put chest. Hair on your chest. <laughs> Vitamin C up in there. Yeah. But he also did the the Morton Salt Girl. Which yeah, is, that's uh, what. I, oh, that's shoot. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Which, if you, you're not hooked on uh, on cigarettes, you're hooked on salt. salt. I guess. Yeah. Well, it, when it, when it rains, it pours. The sometimes girl when I'm smoking my cigarettes, I just I open them up. Just pour some Morton salt Put in there. Put some salt in there. <laughs> yeah. And I get both at the same time. I just get a big block yeah. and I just lick it. But in the Morton Salt and and you know Camel cigarettes. I mean, those are iconic. You know, I think that's that's are, pretty cool. Yeah. That's an, those are America. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really. And, uh, and, and honestly, I would probably have followed in his footsteps and, and created logos had it been like what it is on Mad Men, right? Um, you know, where you have an art department and mm-hmm. they're literally drawing these things out as opposed to I need this done in vectors. Yeah, and, and that that stuff really kind of goes over my head. You know, I can kind of if, if I have enough hours to work on it. Yeah. But it's it, almost nothing is done on paper anymore. Yeah, it just seems less creative yeah. and more. Yeah, yeah, I get it totally. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, to, to be fair, we we talked a little bit uh, um, before we started recording, and uh, to to wedge the sports in there just slightly, you said before you were a fan of. The New England Patriots. The New England Patriots, yes. who we decided maybe weren't dead uh, <laughs> last week's show. That's right. And sure enough, they're not dead at all. Yeah, I think they just woke up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this follows a trend that, that uh, I'm big into statistics. And there's a, there is a statistic where if you get blown out on Monday night, uh-huh. you, come back you almost always win the next week. <laughs> yeah. And if you blow someone out on Monday night, you almost always lose the next week. It's like something like 90%. That's strange. So it's like people were so surprised that the Patriots won. I was like, no, because one, they were mad. And two, they're not as bad as everyone thought. But and three, it's st- statistics. Mm-hmm. I just don't even think it was as much about the Patriots, though. It's that the Bengals have looked so freaking dominant this year. Yeah. Being undefeated going into that game, coming off of a bye week, two weeks to prepare for a old quarterback, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, Belichick Brady showed up and they said, actually, we're going to hang like 37 points on you. Uh, I think this is shows the lengths to which Tom Brady and Bill Belichick will go to make the other team think that they're going to win the game. They intentionally 
let Kansas City they, blow them out last week. They threw the game against your <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. That's definitely a theory. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's certainly possible. Yeah. Oh my gracious. But yeah, so congrats. They're back on track. Yeah. They're going to what, three and two now in record, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still in the they're still the best team in that division, even if they're not playing as well as they were. So What do you think yeah. they're better than the three and two Buffalo Bills who broke my heart on Sunday? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Brent. No gracious. Don't say sorry to me. My team didn't lose to Buffalo. Actually, <laughs> I'm the sorry one. Uh-huh. Yes, but are. um uh, anyway. in any case, but yeah, so what, what just real quick thought though, what are your thoughts though? Do you think they make the playoffs, Super Bowl, or are you just sort of along for the ride? I'm always along for the ride. I mean, uh, it, you know, they have been disappointing in the last few years having gone so far um just to kind of uh you know, uh, goof up in, in the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I think, you know, it's such a fun team to watch. Um, you know, Brady's a great quarterback, and I, I think he's got something to prove this season. I know there sure. was a lot of gossip going around in those first few games. But, uh, um, yeah, they might surprise us. I know that they, you know, was it the first uh, first season opener they lost since 2002 against the Miami Dolphins. But That was a weird game, It too. was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um yeah, it's it's also fun to just you know watch them play in the snow in <laughs> New England, and especially when that, especially that. when Miami is no. having to come up with play I them in the snow. I love snow games. Ray hates. Yeah. Snow I hate games. snow games. I love them. I think that's yeah. what football but, is. Oh, of course. I, especially my, when the kicker takes off his his sock and great, shoe. Dude. Oh my gracious! Yeah. Barefooted kicker. See, uh, being a follower of a dome team, I think all weather games are an abomination <laughs> <laughs> upon the sport and mankind in general. But we had to go to Philadelphia last year and have mm-hmm. that game in the ten inch blizzard uh-huh. uh, where nobody could kick the ball all game and it was just it was just mounds of snow breaking everybody's ankles and it yeah, but you apparently into, was fun to watch you went into me. Philadelphia and you dominated that game we did and then we lost oh my <laughs> giving bad. up all the points in the fourth quarter <laughs> oh welcome to mm-hmm. welcome to Lions uh, fandom. so um so what what do you have going on with art? Are you doing any art shows or anything like that I, I you know what's I, next for Jordan we, Monsell? The thing, here's the here's the deal Jordan <laughs> Ray and I are to art what uh, we are to art what Ben McKenzie is to <laughs> art okay. we don't to us art is like magic you know what I mean it's like when I see really good musicians or artists I'm just like I, I can't do sorcery at all it's like sorcery <laughs> or or magic for that matter so yeah. I don't know so what do you do I mean what do well you do well that? before we leave the subject of the Patriots yeah. uh, I, I do uh, I am planning on a comic book called Giants versus Patriots, but not the actual football teams, but real Giants versus like uh, Revolutionary War era Patriots. What kind of Giants are we talking about here? Are we talking about slightly larger? Or are we talking like 20 feet tall? Well, that's the thing is that you, you have to kind of level the playing field here. It's like, well, how many how many uh, <laughs> New England Patriots armed with muskets? does it take to pull down one giant and if you make them if you make them like 12 feet tall i think maybe they have a chance especially if they they poison dip their (laughs) their uh their bayonets so is it going to be just like the super bowls though are the giants going to win both of them uh well um or are we rewriting history i I might have to rewrite history a little bit (laughs) (laughs) knowing what side you're on i would assume right (laughs) maybe there's some redemption coming the giants are coming the giants are coming here's the deal nobody's cheering for the giant anyway right (laughs) i mean let's be honest so Uh, depends on what version of jack and the beanstalk you watch i mean Mm, he was he was a thief you know that's true i would rather see you know uh what's his name thomas Paine. Come and deal the death blow on the giant with a copy of Common Sense, <laughs> right? Common Just, sense. Right. <laughs> now, now, if that doesn't happen, I'll be disappointed. 
<laughs> well, Ben Franklin's probably going to make an appearance with some sort of electric oh. weapon of oh, some sort. Some, maybe something steampunk. Mm. Mm. Yes. Maybe giant horn rim glasses right. that burn. He burns the giant like an ant with giant horn rim Although I know the, the definition of steampunk is a little vague, but I yeah. want to say it it's, it's supposedly starts around the mid-1800s. Right. It's Victorian era. That's so the Victorian era, yeah. Like, like when, London, Ju- when Jules too, Verne right? was yeah. writing and H.G. Wells were, yeah. were writing their stories, yeah. Jules Verne, man. Too bad none of his uh, things that he wrote about in books ever came true. Yeah, that's a shame. Man, just uh, what's wrong with you? I got nothing to add to that. Now, Rod- Roddenberry stuff is starting to to, to become reality. It's, it's crazy. so crazy how people who with really, uh, I don't, I, why do you think that is? I mean, do you think it's just people thinking that far ahead, or you think there's some kind of like? Well, there's a zeitgeist. I think what ends, and that's something actually I've thought about before because I think people have the ideas of these sort of future things, mm-hmm. and until somebody puts it down on paper and conceives it, mm-hmm. then it actually gives people like a destination to get to. Right. Otherwise, as far as discoveries go, since most great scientific discoveries and whatnot happen by accident, right. people are on the way to create one thing, and then all of a sudden they've created silly putty or ivory soap or what you know whatever it is. Uh, Whenever somebody creates something like Gene Roddenberry or mm-hmm. Jules Verne uh, or even Galileo, for that matter, with some of the flying machines and stuff that he drew on paper, all of a sudden people could see that, could comprehend it, and then it gives them structure. Mm-hmm. And it says, hey, Captain Picard had an iPad on the Starship Enterprise. We should make iPads something that are real because up to that point, nobody could have even conceived of an iPad. Right. Are you referring to Da Vinci? And his flying machines. There you go. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Da Vinci, Galileo. I mean, it's the same guy, he right? Was, <laughs> he was certainly ahead of his guys, time. Guys, yeah. let's stop talking about the Ninja Turtles. We're talking about <laughs> Thank <history>. you. <laughs> uh, Master Splinter told us. <laughs> but have you seen Shredder's drawings? They're incredible. <laughs> Goodness. Pieces of them. Pieces of them. <laughs> that's right. Shoot. Um, so, so that you're working on the comic book right now, though, to get back to the original point. It's still in its early stages. Sure. I'm actually working on a, on a friend's comic book right now, which is uh, much farther along, which is called Daylight Savings of the Dead. Sounds awesome which already. If, which, if I can plug wow. that, is also yeah. kind of a uh, alternate history tale. Uh, in this case, it is um, the uh, early 1900s during the Spanish flu, which I guess was the Ebola of the time. Uh, but much more serious here in America. Uh, And it was also the first time uh, we set our clocks back, uh, daylight savings time. So if you can imagine zombies affected by the influenza and then coming (laughs) back to life. Nice. And Babe Ruth having to take up his bat. And yes. doing battle. So, do they do they win the battle by luring them to Indiana, which has no daylight savings time? <laughs> actually, therefore, yes. they cannot exist. I know it. <laughs> yeah, I wrote this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Right. I'm one step ahead of this game. That's farther down the storyline, but yeah, that's that's <laughs> wow. in there. Yeah. Wow, victory. Yeah. There we go. I, I plant my flag in this in this story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gracious. Um, well, that's awesome stuff. Thank right you. Thanks. That's awesome. We'll tell you what. Um, we're going to come right back in just a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit of our pop culture fun with Jordan Monsell. But we'll be doing all of that right after three seconds of Michael Jordan. Like Mike, if I could be like Mike. Uh-huh. 
and we are back here in studio with Jordan Monsell. Monsell, me some art. Hello. Uh, yeah, I've gotten that before. <laughs> yes. Well, we say, Brent says it roughly say every, it every single week, week the on the, the show. show. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we'll say our logo. Check out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, uh, JordanMonsell.com. Is it JordanMonsell.com? Uh, that I hope was, so. Uh, well, I do have that. Yeah. Okay. And then, but just if you're just interested in the silhouettes, it's on uh, Facebook.com backslash Silhouettes by Jordan. Okay. Silhouettes by Jordan. Because JordanMonsell.com is basically I just throw everything at the fan. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Nice. Illustration and paintings and okay. all that. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, there's a TV show that we've been talking about here on the Raisin Brent Show that uh, we got to see if you've been watching. You've been watching Gotham? I have. Uh, I saw the first two episodes. Haven't seen the third yet. Okay, gotcha. Brent, how are I've you? I've seen the first two, but okay. not the third I've one. seen all three of them, and okay. it gets it's starting to get crazy. Z on here, um, and I just I'd love to hear what you guys think as far as it goes. Uh, did episode two get better than episode one? Because Brent hated episode one. He hated the pilot. You yeah. said you weren't going to watch anymore. Well, I said I would watch because you want to watch for the show. For the so, show, you would watch yeah. it, but you were not looking forward to I'm watching not, it. Right. Although you know, honestly, if the show that I'm being forced to watch, I don't want to watch, is still in the in Gotham. That's still about the best show I could be forced to watch. I mean, yeah. it's not like being it's not like the bridge. To, yeah, it may not be the show. That <laughs> Shut up! The bridge is great. <laughs> It's the show that we deserve, right? Right, That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, but Batman has like the distinction dis- distinction of of being the, the, so many secondary characters are so colorful and so interesting yeah. that you can remove Batman altogether and still have a show. And and I agree that it. I, I hope it gets better. Um, I think it's the timing is a little bit rushed. Uh, the pilot, if you haven't seen it. Uh, Practically opens with it with the death of the Waynes, um, basically, yeah. Which I thought was a little rushed. And they they piled spoiler out about alert, yeah, guys. spoiler. Uh, Bruce, Bruce Wayne's, Wayne's parents, parents died. died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. you might want to fast forward thirty <laughs> seconds. Ooh. No, but but I think they I also seventy five years. I think that's enough time. For, <laughs> I've given, given them some time that's right. and like eighteen movies. Too soon. Yeah, but they haven't showed it in any of the movies. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. But I felt like in the pilot though, they really did try to like make every reference. Here's every character we could possibly think of, all yeah. wedged together. Yeah. And they don't have a lot of time to, w- to introduce them all, so yeah. they do it really like cheaply. Like yeah. Nigma, I'm sick of your riddles. Yeah. Okay, I get it. That's the Riddler. That's a, right. Poison Ivy is a little girl with red hair and wearing a green like sackcloth or whatever that is, standing right. next to plants the whole time. You know. Right. Yeah. And I, and I kind of wish Fox would just had more. Um, I don't know. That, that they faith, know that they're more, yeah, more faith. faith. That people know the people know these characters. Yeah. They don't need to like. Oh, no one's gonna. No one's gonna keep watching unless we show everyone in the first episode. Yeah, and guess what else? You know, if people are interested in the show, they might do a little research if they don't know. Mm-hmm. But how do you not know? I guess that's at this well, point. Like Batman is so ingrained into our our, our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, aren't they trying to get more than just the comic book fans? That's probably. What I'm sure, saying. I mean that's the but whole thing. Right. You're right. Who hasn't seen some incarnation of the Batman movie? There's been so many of them. Right, but Even this this has almost kind of a more CSI type feel much. to it. Kind of a, a little bit NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. That's um, the one I was going to say. NYPD yeah. Blue is definitely the vibe. What if NYPD Blue was in Gotham? Right, and I would say that this is more like Perfect Strangers from the '80s. No, it is nothing <laughs> like that at all. It's really cheesy. Oh, gracious. I would say, I mean, having seen the third episode, though, the show is starting to get crazy. Like, I think they're starting to, like, really camp it up. Right. Because, um, and, and this is, you know, spoiler alert, but not really, is that the main villain from episode three is a guy named the Balloon Man. I thought you were going to say Balky Bartogamus. It is Balky oh, the Balloon Man. <laughs> they make you think that it's Balky Bartogamus, but then it's Mr. Twinkasetti the boss at the end that it turns out to be. <laughs> it turned out to be Old Man Smithers from the abandoned amusement park and Scooby-Doo shows up. 
<laughs> no, but he's the balloon <laughs> man. <laughs> he's a costume vigilante who has access to these giant weather balloons that he'll just like wearing like a mask and he'll like offer like a, a street hot dog to like a, 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 a crime boss and wow. then we'll like handcuff him to the balloon and then untether it and then the balloon will just fly away with like the dude just and you'll see it like there's a, there's a, a, a cardinal with and they just have a shot on the news of just the balloon going up and then the car, and all the red and white robes hanging upside down just flailing around like wah, wah! and I just bust out laughing because it's such a goofy stupid I mean it's like pulled straight from the Adam West show which was brilliant hmm. you know so I definitely would say you guys got to get caught up on this because it feels like you take you take Jim uh, Gordon and then you put him as the only sane person in an, an absolutely insane world and play it like that which is completely different than the pilot and even mm-hmm. episode 2 to an extent and and you just really embrace the camp you can get something magical that happens I feel that they, they're also trying to um, pull a little bit of um, uh, Batman Year One where, Gord- okay. where Gordon arrives in Gotham and he's basically fighting um, uh, crooked cops Within his own department, right, and, and has to, uh, you know, uh, you know, he starts out what is it, lieutenant, lieutenant Gordon, yeah, lieutenant, yeah, and then rise up to, to become commissioner. But um, now, in the in the last, uh, was it episode two? Did they make a reference to the ventriloquist? Oh, I'm not sure. And what reminded me of that is you have uh, this dummy hanging up in the corner of your studio here, and it's kind of freaking me out. It's what weird is that, because what's he, that all about? he's not he's it's not normally a, uh, here. What's uh, you know, Brent? It's a is that Annabelle? No. I don't know what that is. That's a Charlie McCarthy. It oh, okay. is Charlie McCarthy. Because we haven't seen the I got the it ven- when I was like 13. Oh, he-, <laughs> he lost his monocle. We haven't seen the ventriloquist in uh, in any incarnation. No, that's the, the mobster with like, uh, was it Woodsy? Was What's it Scarf? His? Isn't it Scarface? Scarface? Something like that. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, and he's he's certifiably insane, but he's a mob boss. He was in the cartoon show. I remember he was in the cartoon show. I guess I mean a live action one, but I feel <laughs> like it could be like a Twilight Zone like outer. Well, why not limits. go crazy with it? You right? Know? Why not? You know, I wrote. It reminds me, I wrote a sketch one time, Ray. I don't. You've, I know you've never seen this, so I'm going okay. to be new, new to you. <laughs> this is exciting. I, I, Christina Adelmeyer and I wrote uh, kind of together this sketch called the Ventriloquizer, and he was a cop <laughs> that would just he would he would get confessions by just like. <laughs> Ventriloquizing their voice, like, like, oh well, we have it on audio tape. You just confess. No, I didn't. That was you. Oh, oh my well, goodness. did you see me moving my lips? Obviously, <laughs> the cameras are running, sir, very clearly. Oh my gracious! Uh, well, Key and Peele just did a sketch sort of like that with the uh, uh, the the criminal and then his. Um, uh, what do you call it? The guy he has to parole officer, and the parole officer pulls out like a, a ventriloquist doll that pulls out a gun and then shoots the par- parole officer, and so they arrest the for like committing a violent act. Wow. I guess it's like, it's, what I is guess happening? It's making a comeback, man. Ventriloquism, Ventri- it's still, and then it never that, went away. And then the woman from the Miss America pageant who yeah. did the ventriloquist yes. singing act. Yes. I'm, this is about to blow up again. Yeah, somebody get Jeff Dunham on the phone. <laughs> We're ready for you again, sir, and your racist caricatures. Oh, I put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Ak- was it Akbar the Akbar the failed terrorist? Oh, that's true. The, and the, the Mexican the, jalapeno yeah, guy on a stick. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's the, um, mm-hmm. I'll just say maybe not racially sense. The thing about this Charlie McCarthy doll there, if you could ask him, he hates communism. Crazy. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan at all. He looks over it. <laughs> He's just limp. Sometimes he's gone for weeks at a time, and I say, where have you been? And he's like, I'm stamping out communism. <laughs> Speaking of stamping things out, because uh, we have anything more we want to say about Gotham? Uh, you know what? The, 
I st- I can't get past. To me, I, I understand what you guys are saying, but to me, it's like it seems like it doesn't seem very campy to me, except for Jada Pinkett Smith's character. It seems like Fishy everyone galore. else is Fishy everyone galore. else is like in the current time period, yeah. And then she's like 1920s. You know, like Eartha Kitt esque character. She's straight up. She's playing Eartha Kitt as Catwoman as Fishy Malone, or what's her name? Fish, Fish, uh, Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. Fish but, Mooney. But I want to say that the the city itself uh, kind of looks 1920s, and then you also yeah, have a lot true. of detectives wearing fedoras. And I I think that's kind of what I like about the show um, thus far is that it reminds me of how Gotham looked in Tim Burton's 1989. So what's the film. time period then? It's, nebulous. It's nebulous. It's a nebulous time period. It's a cross but between. She I guess. Sound like she's like from fifty years earlier than the other people, just by way she talks. Absolutely, oh, yeah. she's a flapper yeah. girl, yeah. without question. Yeah, that, right there, that bugs me yeah. a little bit. You know, she's the madam of the uh, well, the burlesque. Yeah, it's true. I guess I was saying before, but uh, uh, Fish Mooney, her character, she's basically declared war on the Falcones, who she works for, which is the big. I mean, even in the comics and Year One Batman, mm-hmm. even in the video game Arkham Origins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the big deal is the Falcone gang. She's essentially every person that she runs into on any level of hierarchy. She's basically like, yeah, I'm coming for Falcone. Okay. And then Falcone comes over to her and he's just like, hey, uh, I'm kind of getting the vibe by your actions that you're going against me. And she's like, no, darling, I am not. He's like, good enough for me. No, 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 right. That's not She's like, no, darling. Why would I do that? You know what? Nailed it. Yeah. I thought I thought Jada Pinkett Smith was here right now for a brief second. That was incredible. I, I was I, there was one line in the the second episode that made me laugh so hard and not for the right reasons because she says, "If he were here, I'd kill him with my bare hands." Well, those nails are pretty uh, antique, pretty lethal. <laughs> antique. <laughs> she yeah, adds she, antique. Yeah, yeah, and the nails are pretty gnarly that she has. She's got that yeah. Howard Hughes look going. It's yes. fantastic. <laughs> okay, so here's my question. She's not a character we've seen before in the Batman canon, correct? Correct. She's brand okay. new. She's so created, any yeah. way she survives season 0% chance. <laughs> what do you think, There's Jordan? no way. Because we know Falcone survives. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to you gotta have the mob influence there. What do you think? Know. What do you think? Or does she turn into some character we don't know yet? I mean, could she be somebody else? I feel that now that Penguin's gone, Penguin was her right man, uh, mm-hmm. right-hand man, and then maybe it's the Joker now. Um, but that might be interesting if if she takes uh, young. Well, sh- young can Selena. I complain about this again? Sure. Oh, uh, everyone's yeah. talking about. Well, now that the penguin's dead. I mean, I know we didn't check in the water and nobody found a body, but he's clearly dead. Uh, Brent, I don't know if you. He comes back. I know that he's not actually dead. No one ever looked for him. They're like nobody. Shoot him uh, right by the water here, and then uh, we'll just. Was conveniently then, forget that he was supposed to be in the water right there. You're going to love episode three because it gets oh even more goodness. ridiculous than that yeah, as far as just, that character goes. He's just slashing his way through all like the yuppie, uh, <laughs> yuppie is, preppy kid. He's I gotta say though, that the thing I love the if there's a thing I love about the show, the guy that plays the penguin, he's great, is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, you know I'm going to keep watching because you're making me Ray. Well, it's because it's a fantastic. It is, Although it's at some getting, point, it's, it's, I'm telling you, you know what? Even as we're talking about, I was like, you know, even though it's terrible right now, it's still it's fun, fun to talk about. It's a very yeah. fun show. And Gordon's wife is just beautiful. That actress who plays, she's yeah, <laughs> she's nice to look at. Well, then again, you'll really enjoy episode three as she's walking around with one of his like dress shirts and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Well, she mm. and she has plenty of great wisdom. Like if you're out of your depth, start swimming. <laughs> yes. So. How does he not succeed with that rock holding him That's up? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, real quick, um, before we get to the the thing, Walking Dead is coming back this Sunday, and I'm sure we'll be talking about it here on the show, but uh, you guys Walking Dead? I mean, I know you are. Yes. <sighs> that means yes. In oh, zombie. my. In zombie talk. <laughs> That's right. so, Absol- uh, absolutely. Are you so, a fan of the comic book, too? 
Uh, I read the first. Uh, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but no, I, you know, basically the first volume. Okay, and uh, then yeah. and then they switched illustrators. Yeah. Okay. I kind of preferred the first okay. guy. Cool. Yeah. Well, then I won't tell you my story because then that would be a spoiler for you oh, okay. and for yeah. me because I'm and not for there. You. Yeah. But yeah. What, what do you think Terminus is? <clears throat> Well, don't we don't we know what we it don't is? know? No, but the place where people place... go to die and be eaten. Now there was a place That's called Terminus in the comic book, but it wasn't like this anyway. So it it's wasn't like at a totally all. This is totally thing. its yeah. own like thing. Yeah. So we're not going to learn anything from the comic book about this. As Far as I remember. and right. I mean, the obvious thing is there are a bunch of cannibals who eat people, and that's why they they shot the ground around them to get them huddled into the the train car, right? So they could cook them all up and eat them later, right? But it seems weird because at first I wasn't getting the vibe that that was the plan at all. Like they were honestly being like, "Yeah, you should join us," and then the second they started causing trouble and Rick starts getting all crazy, right? Uh, then all of a sudden they're like, "They're dangerous. We have to eat them." Like I don't know. Like I, some part of that just doesn't quite piece together for me. You know. Hmm. I I mean I could be totally wrong, but I have the sense that Probably they're not Brent. actual cannibals. Okay. Okay. And but that the leaders, the reason they're they're called cannibals is because the leaders are the the '90s group Fine Young Cannibals. <laughs> well, and so they're going to get out of the train thing, and they're going to find those guys saying, "You drive me, you drive me crazy." And they're like, "Oh, <laughs> see," and, and, and that's and that's what's going to happen. That's my prediction. I think it's a great prediction, Brent. I'll bet you any amount of money. Oh, great. that I'm wrong. That's fantastic. <laughs> that news. I'm wrong. Oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> and isn't the the uh, the hot Blonde with a what's her name? Essen from Star Trek Next Generation. Isn't she oh, the okay. she's the old woman that they meet? Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Who uh, behind the grill. The grill yeah. master. Crazy. Because they came in like the back door. Yeah. Uh, that's a serious grill. Like, it's not a serious grill. It is a serious grill. I could I would eat I would eat like street hot dogs off of that grill. Yeah. yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. Like I could see that being carted around Los Angeles to the theater districts. Hey, it's barbecue in Atlanta, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> Got to have some coleslaw. That's right. Fair enough. But are you going to be watching the new season then? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, it's a great show. In beautiful. fact, I, I heard last year, didn't they premiere the, the first episode in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery? I don't know if they're oh, doing Oh, they may have. I don't know if they're doing that again. But I, I would, would never do that in a million years. That'd be I terrifying to me. <laughs> oh, no. I would poop myself. <laughs> Well, cool. So we'll all be watching Walking Dead. You know, we'll got to get mm-hmm. you back in here, and we'll maybe do a little wrap up, like halfway through the season or something like that, and just we'll just do a whole Walking Dead, Talking Dead, Talking Dead. What well, that might be taken already? Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, but there was a whole thing coming up with Ghostbusters that you said you wanted to talk about because it just came back into theaters again. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary was this uh, this past June. Um, the Egyptian Theater, I guess, is going to be showing it this month. Oh, great! It's uh, a great place yeah. to see a movie. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Egyptian. Yeah. In fact, I think James Cameron is. Uh, going to be there for Terminator this year. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. I went there once to see uh, the Avengers, like the British Avengers with... Uh, with Sean Connery. Oh, no, no, no. The, oh, the, uh, the, the original show. Yeah, the one with Emma Peel. With Emma Peel. And, yeah. Uh, not, but the TV show or the movie? The TV show. Not the Ralph Fiennes, Uma no, Thurman. No, 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 Emma Peel, who is in Game of Thrones. Yes. Who looks like unrecognizable. Oh, that's right. Game Judy Dench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love yeah. it. But that was cool. I got to meet Patrick McNee. And well, people are dressed up as mods also. Uh-huh. Isn't yeah. that everyone's dream? Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about the Egyptian. So we were talking about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, to, uh, to coincide with the anniversary of the film, uh, this past June I did a, uh, we had a stage reading for uh, uh, my new play, which is a Shakespearean version of the movie Ghostbusters called oh, awesome. Ministers of Grace. And, uh, yeah, just trying to raise money for it and uh, do a full-length um, stage version with 
everything from ghost puppets to Elizabethan proton packs. And uh, was just in New York City a few weeks ago, and uh, we filmed a little Kickstarter thing outside of the firehouse. Complete, oh, super fun. Complete with Shakespearean ruffles around so our necks. you're doing a Kickstarter for this? We're going to do a Kickstarter for okay. it. Um, we're probably Indiegogo, one of the one of the two. Okay. Yep. We'll be sure to plug it. Well, when let you us get know, like together. when you yeah, get it up sure. and going, we'll plug it on the show. Then Absolutely. People know where to go. Cool. Yeah, that Not sounds question. cool. Great. Love it. And I'll be at uh, Kamikaze Expo on Halloween and November first and second. Kamikaze. That for people who don't know, that's Stan Lee's Kamikaze Expo is the full name. Yeah. Right. So Stan is usually there um, mm-hmm. signing autographs. Do they call that CKE? I don't know if they've started they, to abbreviate it. It's only in the like third or fourth year, yeah. But um, but yeah, one of my one of my top selling silhouettes is uh, is of um, Egon. Oh, or, great! Or the late Harold Ramis, and uh, I sell a little magnet of that. Oh, beautiful! Yeah. So they, they can come and go ahead and see you at Kamikaze Expo in Artist Alley. Yes, Ooh, Artist Alley. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very cool. Cool. Well, fair enough. Is there anything else you wanted to plug there? Or? Oh, I think I, I plugged enough. I am nice. plugged up. You're plugged. <laughs> uh, you know, we've been talking about having you on the show for a long time. I'm glad we finally well, were thank able you. to uh, make it happen. And we should got to do it again soon. Yeah, thank you for the fun. invitation. Really, really yeah. Absolutely. And then uh, we'll just get you deep into fantasy football, and then we'll get you in the Raisin Brent League for next season. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. We'll be right back to wrap up the show then after three seconds of Michael Jordan from Space Jam. You guys are nuts. Quick final thought. Uh, Jordan Monsell, what a G, man. Yeah, he's awesome. He's a pretty awesome dude, man. I never really met him before. I've heard the name, obviously, from the show. Well, and for he's a friends with another one of our friends, uh, you know, who's a writer on some of the late night shows, uh, Sean Carlo. Sean Carlo, yes. Uh, yeah, we talked about that off air um, of the Will Wheaton project. And mm-hmm. um, Sean Carlo's a G, too. Yeah, he is. When are we going to get Sean Carlo in here? Let's get him on. He's a Boston area fan, too. That's true. He taunted me last year when the Red Sox beat the uh, Tigers. Let's get him on then. When David Ortiz hit it's that grand come up, slam. It's time, Sean Carlo. Sean Carlo, your number's up. Although we probably should have had him on for Patriots Week, I guess. Is there a cooler name, though, than Sean Carlo? Like, it just sounds like... Uh, it feels like there should be another last name, like Sean Carlo Menudo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or, I don't it feels know. like the guy was like, hey, uh, so me and Abby broke up. Turns out she was cheating on me. With who? who? Sean Carlo. Sean, well, that makes sense. Sean Carlo Van Dam? No, just Sean Carlo. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Then yeah, deserved, worth, <laughs> worth it, right? But we're talking about the Raisin Brent Fantasy Football League just a little bit ago. And, oh, um, Brent, would you like an update from the Raisin Brent sure. Fantasy League? Sure. Well, it turns out there's two teams in this 12-team league uh-huh. that are tied for first place with a four and one record. Really? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. You know who those two teams are? No, I don't. You freaking liar! It's us! <laughs> it's us, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Because, I mean, obviously, we run the show, so we know a little something about sports and mm-hmm. fantasy sports. Maybe you should start taking our advice out, out there, is what all I'm trying you to say. What? I got a little bit of advice, too. Like, you know, there's been some friendly trash talking going on in the league, okay? Yes, there has. A couple of rules about trash talking. One, don't come trash talking to me about another league that you're in. Yeah, what is that? No one cares. If you're single right now, nobody cares about the girls that you dated in high school. Yeah. Oh, no, I have a really hot girlfriend. She lives in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, she That's really why you've never met Tim her. Tim Hortons. Oh, no, I'm in first place in all my other leagues. Those leagues don't matter! And you know who isn't in those leagues? Go talk to those guys in those leagues yeah, about it. Trash them. Because you're playing in my league with me, and you're getting your butt handed, handed to, to you. you. And, uh, yeah, so me and Brent, of course, tied for first place, 4-1, and one, although I would win the tiebreaker technically. You know, interesting. Because I beat uh, Brent, of course. Sure. Yeah, well, let's go with that. Sure. Ooh, we'll go with that. Look, we're in first and second. Let's not split hairs. It's 1-1-A. One one yeah. Very clearly. I'll take either one. I'm fine with that. Uh, both get wings. 
Yeah. <laughs> Austin Demarius Thomas hey, will be sharing some wings. Yeah, you know who gets a lot of wings this week? Demarius, Demarius Thomas. Thomas. Holy crap. What do you go for, like 36 fantasy points? Something like that. And, and Rafi, Rafi's first-round pick, Peyton Manning, finally paying off with 39 points. He takes a victory. He might as well. His whole team was, was Peyton Manning this week. Uh, Peyton Manning and nothing else. But guess who gets to play Rafi this week? You? Me. Wow. So, Rafi, I have a personal message for you out there. You could go ahead and tell your Peyton Mannings. You can go ahead and tell your Matt Asiatas, your uh, your Wes Welker, Wes Welker, your Jason Witten, your Steven Guskowski. You can tell your touchdown catching JJ Watt. They have one thing to look forward to this weekend: pain, thaw pain from. Thaw uh, juggalos. You're about I don't know. I, now, that, now that Peyton Manning scored 40, he could do that every week, Ray. He could, but he won't. Wicked clown style. Thaw juggalos are going to spray Fago all over your face, Rafi, and show you defeat because Thaw juggalos, first place, deserved. <laughs> deserved. Deserved. Wow. Uh, who do you play this week? I play. Uh... One of the other teams with a winning record, AH81. Now, they actually have scored the most points in our fantasy league, despite their 3-2 and yeah. two record. Yeah. AH81, of course, a... A reference to a... Uh, a terrible tight end. pun reference to yeah. a certain... I'm sorry, AH81's jailed. 45. Oh, boy. Mm. I mean, what was the uh, the Ray Rice uh, pun taken? Yeah. Oh, wait, it was. It was. We, we know some terrible people. We do. My and people. they're in our league. And they're all in our league, and we are handing their... Butts to them. Taking them down, you guys. Taking down, <laughs> taking down one offensive pun after another. Uh, you realize that neither one of us are going to win the league. Since we're going to be like, we have the best records right now, those teams like Guaranteed. never win the fantasy the league. The shoe's dropping. <laughs> the shoe is dropping. Don't worry about that. We're going to lose to a 7-8 and eight seed. Guaranteed in the playoffs. It's 100%. 7-8 seed. That many teams don't make our playoffs. Eight. Eight teams. Eight teams make the playoffs yeah, out of 12? That's right. What are we? Three Eight. weeks of playoffs. You gotta win three games. I thought it was look. I thought real it was top winners. Four. Winners win three games. Oh my goodness! What are we doing? You We're don't made. even have buys like sixteen. Nope. You know what I call no that? No quarter, Ray. Call that no a man's quarter. league. That's right. You're gonna earn this one. That's right. You're gonna earn those wings. We're a man. We're, We're something. Forty. <laughs> anyway, you ready to wrap up the show? Let's do it. Cool. Well, uh, you've got a lot of different ways you can reach out to us. You can, of course, hit me up on Twitter at Almighty Ray. And I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can hit the show at Ray Brent Podcast. You can always check out our Facebook page, and you should. It's Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. We need more likes. Can I just go ahead and say that? More likes, yeah. more interaction. We reach out to see what you guys want us to talk about or, or just be involved with the show. And uh, we want to see that. Do it. Do it. Man up. And also, uh, it has, send us an email if you'd like to. If you have to, email. Like, ugh, yeah. what's that anymore? What? May as well send me a post-it note right. mailed in a postcard. Hey, Ray. I invented post-its. Congrats. Thanks. Hit us up on emails at raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. You got to hit us up on iTunes, of course. Go in there. Give us a five-star review. Tell us something to say on the air, and we will say it someday when we bother to look at it again. Yep. We'll do that for next week. I bet somebody's going to post up just because I said that. Yeah. I got I got confidence. I'm a I'm a positive thinker. But you guys should all go do that. Five stars and uh, and a little note. We'll read it on the air. Also, check us out on Stitcher Radio. You can add us to your playlists. And we really appreciate those of you who do check us out on Stitcher Radio. You guys are G's, man. Use the technology, man. That's a great way to listen when you're at work and pretending your boss, you know, thinks you're working. But yep. really you're listening to the melodic tones of our voices. Mm-hmm. There's also people we want to thank, of course. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The Trainwrecks. Got to thank the Trainwrecks. We got to thank David Knoll for producing, putting this up online. And, of course, we got to thank 
Jordan, Jordan Monsell. Go to Jordan Monsell. What, what was the website we're supposed to go to? Uh, well, jordanmonsell.com is where all of his art is. And then if you want just his silhouette art, it's... Uh, it's Silhouettes fa- by Jordan. Silhouettes by Jordan. There you go. On Facebook. On Facebook. Facebook.com slash Silhouettes by Jordan. Buy some art from the man. He's a beautiful man with a beautiful plan. Great sense of humor. Great sense of humor. transcends into his... Transcends into his art. Art, yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, go, so check out Jordan Monsell's stuff because uh, he's a G. Yeah. He's a friend of the show now. Make me that, that, that odd job... That odd job painting of odd job, uh, you know. Doing an odd job. Maybe doing custodial work or I something. I love it. Or With like a wrench or yeah, a, uh, yeah, yeah. a mop. Yep. Gotta love it. So you gotta check that out. Uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Uh, you know what, Ray? Honestly, I was going to make this really f- joke about Matt Stafford. But you may as well at this point. It's not going to lower my mood any no, lower I, than it already is. I was going to make a joke about Matt Stafford, but I think his play was funny enough this week. I, it was hilarious to me. Remind me to punch you at some point. Okay. Hey, Ray. Hey, what? just to punch me. Ow. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you want.